Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 10 of Improv Treehouse. Uh, this week we're in Copenhagen in Denmark and we're interviewing The Fallen Sundays as part of Copenhagen's annual International Improv Festival. Uh, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the episode. can go first. Uh, so my break into improv, there are a lot of factors influencing that. Um, I think the main thing was that I was studying finance and accounting and I almost had no uh, social life <laughs> at all. And I was, uh, I was, I became more and more aware that I needed something social in my life. And at the same time, I'd lived in Canada and someone that I found really funny over there who was like my flatmate. Uh, started posting stuff about um, improv on on Facebook. Come see my events, and I he's not the guy who would promote himself. So I was like, if he's promoting this, he must really mean it. So I asked him what's this all about, and then he explained the game, um, the cocktail party to me, and I thought that sounds really fun. And I was like, I want to try and find that in in Copenhagen, a place that does improv. At the same time, it's also the time where Tinder was coming out and I had a lot of girlfriends who tried to poach me to get on Tinder to find love. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't think that's a thing for me. And my excuse was kind of like, I'll find a club and meet humans (laughs) instead. So that was also a push in that direction. So and then I found that uh, CBS had the university where I was studying. They had an improv community and uh, showed up there. I read almost the entire truth and comedy book before the day before so I came and I was super prepared and I was (laughs) 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 and and I was I I was hooked like this this, okay I was hooked from the moment I made the room laugh (laughs) and I was like okay I can do this so yeah that's my story um I uh I moved to Copenhagen maybe four and a half years ago no it was four and a half years ago yeah and because I've got a daughter here, and um, so I was here, sort of on my own, and looking for to meet people, I guess. Yeah, so that's why, and I'd done a bit of acting in London, but like, not only like classes, not no plays or anything, you know. And then, um, so I thought uh, I got an email from Stefan because I joined a, a, one of these meetup websites when you put in your details. So I guess he's seen that and he sent me an email. And then he's the guy that runs the ICC. And then I did some classes with him. And then the ICC sort of came out of that. Just for people who might not know, what is the ICC? Oh, this like, sorry, that's the um, Improv Copenhagen Comedy. Comedy, right? Copenhagen. <laughs> 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 
to confirm that's improv comedy Copenhagen. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like the theatre here that's doing the festival here. That um, that I guess you're coming for. Yeah, I pre- yeah. I performed last night. Oh, okay, what was your? I'm team? here with um, it was Mind Meld, and it's with okay. um, a few of my friends. And our initials spell the word Meld. That sounds yeah. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I got into it about a year ago, maybe a bit more. Um, I was just looking for a new hobby. I, actually, I I was watching interviews with my. Uh, kind of favourite actresses and things and they mentioned improv and so I googled it and then I googled it in Copenhagen, found ICC, did a workshop with Mia actually. You the my, music in, one, right? No, no, it was the it was intro to oh. yeah, my first ever improv experience. <laughs> and then I signed up for the classes and then I've just like continued since then. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely like hooked me in and here we are. <laughs> um, I think Maybe my story is a bit similar to Mia's in that it, it started also at CBS. I didn't study uh, numbers, but I studied innovation. And someone had like this Amazon.com kind of referral thing. Uh, like people just kept on telling me, if you like X, you would like Y. If you, if you study innovation, you should definitely try improv. And like three people walked up to me and, and basically just told me without me asking them anything, <laughs> just like, you should totally try improv. Uh, and then I just kept seeing flyers, and at, at some point I thought, man, the universe is really trying to push me to this improv thing. Uh, so I went and, and, and saw a show, um, uh, and it was huge fun. I think I got asked on stage for like a, a like the second half of a show for some uh, short form game. It was really fun, and there was you know hanging around at the bar after, and, and all these nice people. Uh, so I joined a drop in class maybe a week after. Um, and uh, just tried it out and uh, yeah it's fell in love got hooked uh, it's very it's just it's all parts of it are just great amazing so now you're all in the Fallen Sundays which is Improv Comedy Copenhagen's resident musical team so how did that come to be? Uh, that was you and Dominique was it? yeah uh, uh, I guess I'm the one who's been here the longest but um uh, like overall and I think was it three two or three years ago two years ago uh, Jacob Dominique and I and, and you I don't think you were in that musical it was during the festival two years ago and Charlie had been in the musical um, workshop the year before and then this year Jacob Dominique was not here and myself we were in a in a new workshop with Stacy Smith from uh, Chicago and then uh, while this was going on, um, the festival was going on, and by the time it sort of ended, uh, Dominique and I had sort of a couple of times been like, Copenhagen needs this, we want to do this. And Dominique is like a very, like she, she's a good manager, I'd say, or like she can like see bosses things through. And then she was like, at some point she cornered me and said, like, Mia, I just want to make sure you're not just saying, agreeing with me, like, I want this to happen, I mean it. <laughs> and I was like, no, girl, I mean it too. Like, we gotta do this. And then she was like, then I need us to set a date because I don't want to just be talking shit. I want to be doing. Um, and then I was like, okay, then let's set a date. And I think Dominique was maybe asking, or you were talking about uh, who else should we invite? And I've been in uh, enough failing improv groups to know a little bit about, not that I know the holy grail of how to create a group that stays together forever. Um, but 
Oh, that would be great. That would be so great. Um, but uh, but I, I, I remember I said to her, let's just meet up the two of us for a few times because one of the things that often fails a group is that thing of not finding the practice time because one person can't make it, another person can't make it. And then you keep going like, oh, then we can't do it this day because this and that person can't make it. And then I said to Dominique, if two people can meet up and practice, then we know that no matter how many people we invite in, if you bought, if it's still only two people who can make it, we know for a fact that it's possible to run a, a, a like um, a rehearsal. So we met up a few times, and it was very awkward singing in a, in a room in her apartment. And I used to be her teacher, and and wasn't anymore. So it and I didn't see myself as her teacher, but I think maybe she saw me. I don't know. But it it was a thing of figuring out like who are we to each other as humans and now we are creating this thing and also we're singing in an apartment to YouTube scores that doesn't really fit what we're trying to do. Um, I think after having done that meeting up maybe six times or something like that, that was when we sort of like looked up and went like, okay, who at the theater at ICC do we know? that are interested in this, um, who do we know we, we uh, gel with well, who do we know that can play an instrument? Charlie was uh, <laughs> the one person we knew who, who also being an amazing improviser and singer, he could also play a guitar, um, so that was pretty obvious that we needed Charlie on board. Um, and then we've, we've met up uh, very consistently, yeah. I would say, as a group um, on Sundays. And, and also, even I mean, the whole thing started with two people who were. You, they just thought this needs to be happening, so you just met up for a long time without any, you know, impact on the world or result. It's just like let's meet up and meet up, and then that just continued even after that for a year before we ever really got on stage with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Isn't yeah, it? We, were, I mean, we were just we always met for every a week. year. Yeah, it's like it was yeah, yeah, and quite enjoyable. Yeah, it was, was just yeah. It was also kind of from a maybe from a perspective of we don't know shit. <laughs> we had <laughs> taken two yeah. musical improv classes, and then we had to take it from there, like from whatever we remembered. And then, yeah, we did, we didn't have anyone coaching us, and I I think we've heard that before that uh, from Jay Suko, who's been here for a half a year now as a, a theater director. Said it's quite amazing how uh, this community survives without any coaches for the teams. It's, um, but we, we also made that happen to kind of improve over time just by practicing without any anyone really telling us what to do. Yeah. Inspired a lot by like uh, you've been you're good at listening to podcasts and getting inspiration from from that. Um, and it's been a lot of workshopping it as well, like things we've seen. And then whenever we've had, uh, like we had Rick and Laura Hall coming to town and they gave us some really nice input on what we could do. And uh, Matt Grifford was around at some point as well and gave us, so we've also taken opportunity of like yeah. the, the musical improvisers who come to town to look at what we do and then teach us about tableaus, teach us about, um, uh, monologue songs, uh, all of that stuff. Yeah. And Kate is very quiet because we adopted her a bit yeah. later. <laughs> so she yeah. wasn't there. For How did you get involved then? Um, I actually 
I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I just remember... You were just so great. Oh, well, there you go. Um, no, I remember talking to Sarah, who's not here, but she's going to be performing with us tonight, um, after a show, and she was like, oh, you're interested in musical improv, right? And I was like, well, I love it, but I don't know. She was like, come to our practice tomorrow. So I was like, okay. And then I turned up and then just continued coming, and then eventually... Um, I was allowed on stage, and now I'm allowed on stage regularly. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you are on Sundays. But I, because I, I have to admit, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure I remember when you were at my drop-in class. I think it's there somewhere. But I specifically remember uh, the drop-in class I was running where you showed up, and I had like a... It was like a Friday drop-in class for whomever, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, and I had decided on the daring topic of music and improv. But it wasn't musical, but it was more like the short-form games you can do. And when I said that the focus was going to be music, Kate was like, I think he's like, ah! this is my game. Or you were just like immediately yesing it and just being like, this is going to be the best. And I remember you were like, you stood out in that group as well as... Being able to sing and like jumping on it, so you were in the radar for a long time. <laughs> and then we also have uh, Romas, mm. who is our second guitarist, who's also going to be uh, performing with us tonight. Um, and that's also really great to have uh, a musical director uh, as well, kind of a someone who's solid on the on the music who can who can always be there. Yeah, and Charlie and Romas like work together like a little super team and just, I don't know how you guys do it but you just seem to be so in tune with each other and yeah. like there's so yeah. much I don't know we just play the same three songs over and over <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them yeah, it's a, slightly it's, quicker or slower and it's, it's just like we didn't know a lot about musical improv a lot of us also don't know a lot about music so there's yeah. this disparity between us and the musical directors yeah. which maybe is normal for musical improv teams yeah but I, I quite like that because it's more it feels more like a um, like like most of the best bands aren't necessarily great musicians you know especially like the kind of punk bands or something like this you know and I kind of feel like you, that's what matters more it's like I, like I always think like when you see really impressive singing or something you're just kind of like oh yeah that's nice it doesn't really matter <laughs> you know it's like it's, it's much better seeing someone who's kind of like really like involved in it and then like sort of like kind of trying to sing and you don't really care if it's like really you know as long as it's vaguely sort of in, in tune with it so I love the comparison of us as a punk band. That's the great thing about be, be, yeah, the musical improv team. We went to a festival in Sofia. Uh, in Sofia. And uh, yeah, just going on and playing with someone with a guitar, suddenly you're a band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've had colleagues coming and seeing my uh, seeing us perform and sometimes it's like what's what's the name of your band and I'm, <laughs> and I'm always kind of like I, I think sometimes like you mean my improv group but I'm now I'm just like I'm in a band baby yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the fall in some days <laughs> so did you say, so is the mu musicians that you have and the music that you play is it guitar based yeah, yeah. that's so interesting yeah because we well we kind of um I played very bad boxing glove piano, you know, and and so at the start, Dominique said, "Oh, can you play piano?" And I said, "Okay," but no, no one had a piano. 
and I can't really play it as well. You know, I can't, like when you see, like the like Matey Boy, who's been doing this festival. Yeah, you know, Chris. And he's like yeah. incredible. Kind of picks out the tunes and like yeah. all this background and like. I mean, I can't play like that, you know. So uh, I'm a bit more versed on guitar, but it's still very simple. And then with two guitars, you can make it a bit more interesting. But it's still quite limited. But then, you know, I guess that's our style. I don't know. We've made it work, yeah. But then it's like, because now you're kind of playing a bit of ukulele, aren't you? I kind of like yeah. the idea that we all play a little bit and kind of come and do a bit of improvising and then go back and play a bit of shonky music. It's yeah. kind of I like, can uh, get my violin out. Do you play violin? Yeah, yeah, it was great oh, for when I was about God. 14. That's a rock as well. Yeah. 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 Two violinists. Let's do it. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> so, what is, where did the name The Fallen Sundays come from? Because it does sound like a punk band name. That was what's pointing at Charlie. Yeah, because we meet, we met every Sunday. And uh, it always seemed... And it ending in like making up a song, like we'd try and do scenes and then it would sort of end in us just kind of like singing a song that went on for a long time, you know. And like for some reason, like it was like, cause it's quite a girl heavy um, group, isn't it, Fallen Sundays? And usually people say, oh, this horrible like laddie humour where you just always talk about your penises. But it was all like these girls just being so rude. <laughs> <laughs> and it just always descended into this really dirty thing. <laughs> And I think like Fallen Sundays is my grand's expression for when you're, um, instead, I guess instead of going to the church on a Sunday, you get drunk, you know. So you're having a Fallen Sunday, is like an expression for drink yeah. drinking on a Sunday. Oh. And so it's kind of like fallen from grace. So I guess like we're on a Sunday, everyone's being kind of like a bit naughty. <laughs> <laughs> oh just my like god, that. that's such a that's such a cool origin story for a name. Not that, I'm in the team where it's just like, yeah, we just thought that sounded all right and none of us hated it particularly. So we went with it. <laughs> yeah. um, so you've, like, when I was like, looking up you guys, it gave some examples of um, like musicals that you've done. Uh, and so the examples they had were Cookies, the musical, and Shoes, the musical. Um, so like, what do you get from... <laughs> Sounds funny. But, but what do you get from the audience and like, what do you turn it into? Uh, so I'm usually the one asking for a uh, suggestion and um, I always go out with what is a word you would like to inspire this musical with. Uh, also phrased in that way because I put a bit of pressure on the, on the suggestion giver to be like, okay, I want this to inspire the musical. Um, so that's basically just what I go out with. Yeah. Uh, just any word, basically. Um, and then we together say... You know, call that word. We now present to you Cookie the, the musical. musical. Yeah. Yeah. On um, Monday we had Iceberg the musical. Monday, yeah. 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 That was cool. Yeah. Obviously, uh -huh. we did that. Oh, wait, I didn't cool. even know that I did that. It was yes. cool. <laughs> <laughs> An organic pun. <laughs> High five. <laughs> um, so, do you guys do like a narrative story from there, or is it like a series of scenes, or do you have like a protagonist? Yeah, it's, bit, it's starting to get into like narrative thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Sort of like people saying you should try and develop that, which we have. Before it was a bit more freeform. Yeah. And it still can sometimes descend to a bit more freeform. Yeah, I, I guess before it was a little bit Harold esque yeah. musical. Right, yeah. yeah. Like it wasn't a full Harold, but it was a, a similar structure. Give us some structure. Yeah, yeah and, and now we're kind of um, working towards just focusing on narrative mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, making it more about like, one protagonist. Um, 
Yeah. So so what we usually have is we have a narrator who, who sets the, the scene um, and then uh, we come out and uh, sort of from this narration usually introduce uh, two characters through verses um, and then uh, it's it just we're just trying to go out there with like a high energy bomb uh, trying to really be like okay these like this is the, these are the things we've established this is the city these are the people sometimes the verses might even be that you realize okay these two people uh, this is a mother, this is a daughter, but they might also be further away from each other. Just a mailman and uh, a bird in a tree. Um, I would probably be that bird. <laughs> um, You've but, taught a workshop on being objects. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, so that's trying to get in and have a big energy bomb, but also just setting a few like building blocks for who... Who are the people we're gonna follow for the rest of this musical? Uh, but it, the narrative is not strong. We we don't have. We know the concept of having a protagonist and we uh, having a hero, having someone you want to follow. But at this point, it is definitely not something we've lined out where it's like, all right, the first scene is the hero, second scene is the villain, third yeah, scene, yeah. Uh, R2-D2 and 3CPO-like people. But I think, yeah, exactly, we're also going away from that structure, so we'll, we'll probably never like hash it out in terms of first this, then that. We're just going with the flow, but uh, we didn't dare to do that until we had like the basics down. Uh, and so we, we tried different formats and one we uh, were on stage with for a long time was um, this this kind of Harold-esque structure, <laughs> which looking back is, is you know it, it doesn't sound smart because what it was was a Harold, uh, but it was only the first two beats of a Harold, so you don't you never get closure. You have, <laughs> yeah. but it it was also just looking at some kind of structure that gives a story, and then looking at how much time we had. Uh, and we had a, a 25 30 minute slot so we, with songs that's that's six scenes uh, if we're lucky uh, so we, we barely ever ended anything um, so now we can we, we're kind of free from that and, and can tell, tell our own story mm -hmm. and tie it back yeah and I think I mean even in the sort of short time I've been part of it um, each time like we learn kind of new techniques like with Rick Hall and Laura Hall and um, you're doing a workshop with Amanda now hopefully we can try out some of those yeah. things that you've been trying um, I think that all kind of helps as well like we do that in practice we try to nail a new type of song or a, a new way of um, yeah opening or something and that I guess all together kind of pushes forward what we do do you have like one show that springs to mind that you've done where it's like, oh my god, like that was exactly what we want to do? I don't, I don't think there's any show where I feel like that's like from a structural perspective. I, I don't think I can point down a show where it's like we nailed that narrative we've been working <laughs> on. Well, uh, I think actually maybe one of the the ones that we uh, we all look back on with. Right, was one where uh, that was very somber actually uh, th that's a recent one that, that that really tied like no matter what happened in the middle 
it had a kind of a slow beginning. Oh, save me, I'm drowning. Save me, I'm drowning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it had like a yeah. really, really strong emotional ending song, and it was like, yeah, some people stood Stay up down. in the yeah. audience, cool. and 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 it was like it ended. less. No, but like yeah, it ended slowly, and um, we all just stood there realizing what we just did, yeah. and looked into each other's eyes and were like, "Oh man, that was heavy." But it was a story somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah I liked that one. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so when you guys like rehearse and stuff, do you? Is there any one thing that you like try and prioritize that you you if when doing musical stuff you like especially want to get down so like rhyming or choreography or like scene work because when, when you're doing musical stuff there's so many things like so many yeah. balls that you've got to keep in the air is there like one thing that you're always like intro walk on and then it gets to one point where someone's like guys should, should we use this time better like, like, yeah. I actually wanted to mention that uh, Sunday, I want to work on like uh, the walk on and the opening. Yeah, I th I think our opening is actually the th the thing. So moving away from just the intro, but the opening is is probably what we we really uh, run through. Oh, like the opening song. Yeah, yeah, the opening yeah. song because it step. it is that thing of trying to set our, ourselves uh, off at a good start. So I don't, how do you say? Up for. up for a good start yeah uh so I, I think it's it's that and then otherwise it's it's often based on like what happened in the previous show uh um i was trying to i was trying to do this kind of song but it didn't really seem like mm. people caught on to it how can we practice that we catch on to this um i feel like it's often based on what happened in the previous show um yeah i, I think that there's not a specific focus for this like for form Sundays, it's we definitely don't focus on rhyming, <laughs> but uh, but we focused on different things over time, and and uh, I think right now we're just in a phase where we we have we're comfortable with the basics, and we're not aiming like in, we're not incredibly low and aiming incredibly high in terms of we need to get better at singing or, or this or that, so we got the basics down. Um, and then yeah, it's fixing small stuff and and, and, and I actually yeah. think a lot of what we look at is signaling. How mm. can I signal a song yeah, ending? That's yeah, that's yeah. always the difficult things is when a song should start. Yeah, like when it should, start. you know. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. The signaling between who's on stage and the and the musical directors, the cues there. Yeah. Or is it time for you to sing now? Because I ran out or. Don't sing yet. I'm not done with my yeah. chorus. There's a rhyming pun line in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what kind of song are you trying to? Get? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. One thing I I wanted to ask: Do you guys ever perform in Danish as the Fallen Sundays, or is it always English? Okay. How many of us speak Danish in the group? <laughs> I speak it, but <laughs> uh, I don't know if you would understand me. Um, yeah, yeah, you were Danish. I'm Danish. Uh, Rame is uh, Sarah. Yeah. Rame is uh, Danish. Dominique uh, can speak Danish, but she prefers not to. She's from uh, Israel. Um, and yeah. Jacob speaks uh, Danish, but you're German. Yeah. I don't think 
you would find I, I don't for think me that things. Would be proper, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're British in it, so <laughs> Yeah, so I tell her mount it, Dansk. But as someone who uh, like do you do you ever find that there's like a gap in your mind from when you're performing in English and sort of maybe thinking in another language? Or is it is it just quite natural to you by this point? It's it's natural, but it's not perfect. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I don't think, uh, I think at the beginning I realized the gaps live in real time as they were happening and got stressed out, like, you know, shit, what's that word called? And now it's like accepting at some point you, that's normal and you have to live with that. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's words sometimes are missing. But that's yeah, I find that as well. Thing. Yes. <laughs> and I'm but, but, you know, native English speakers also have that, so it's, you know, you have to go with that anyway. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I think it's quite nice as well. If, if, if Whenever that does happen, if someone doesn't have the right word or they say something that, that you know what they meant, but they said something completely different, it, it kind of adds to the fun of it. And yeah. yeah. That's just another time where you can then support them by, by going with what they just said. Um, and I, I mess up what I say all the time, so then it ends up becoming something else. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my, my personal philosophy with it um, has always been that when I, when I do improv in English, and if I mess up a word or I say a wrong word or something like that, I, I can't judge myself. It's not my, uh, it's not my first language. <laughs> if I was doing the same thing in Danish. Mm -hmm. And I maybe made like I, I'm trying to use like a common use, is it called a metaphor or something like that, but I don't say it right. Mm. Then I would be really harsh on myself and just be like, that's just not how that thing is phrased. And it just, <laughs> but in English, I'm like, that's the just, thing you now. Did, yeah, exactly. You make shit up and then <laughs> yeah. you're like, I assume this could be. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So we've got a load of audience questions um, that have been submitted by Spicy. people in the ether. Um, so our first one is by Brendan Way, and he asks, what suggestions or settings do you get most frequently? Uh, I think we've had, I, mean, I don't know, like historically, but we've just had two that felt like they involved pigs or bacon. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, we've, had some, far we've had some farmer's market-ish, yeah. uh, it's not been the same word, but it's been close. I yeah. think it's, I think... This isn't scientific, but um, based on a hunch, I, have, I think we get food quite often. Yes, like most improvisers, food I think we right, right, a lot. Right, right. But when it, we... it does tend to be something that ends up with. From that, we end up going to like a, yeah, a farm or a farmer's market yeah. or a, a factory making sausages or something. <laughs> but uh... when we got iceberg the other day, I was actually thinking about the salad. <laughs> <laughs> That yum yum iceberg I was craving. <laughs> awesome. Um, so our next question is from David Escobedo, and he asked, "What are some online improv resources, websites, podcasts, or blogs that you recommend?" Um, I recommend a lot of stuff. <laughs> but everything from the Earwolf Network. I don't know if not everything is that I listen to is musical improv related, but there is just some stuff out there that is. That is great in specific regards, like the teacher's lounge uh, is just amazing and yes ending. Everything is like a storm of yes, uh, which is just great to listen to every time. Uh, Spontaneous Nation by Paula Tompkins is great. It ended, but there's a lot of resources. I can 
listen to episode 101 uh, uh, multiple times a year. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, there's Off Book, the musical improv podcast, uh, which, you know, it's, it's great. Uh, a resource as a musical improviser. Um, yeah. There's a, the Baby Wants Candy podcast as well. I think that's really good. Just because they're great. <laughs> it's just fun to listen to if you're not trying to learn something. But yeah. Um, the Backline podcast. Mm-hmm. Improv cast with Jay and. Uh, ah. Yeah. Jay Suko. Yeah. Yeah, I listen to that. When I first got into improv, I listened a lot to Jimmy Karain's uh, Improv Nerd. Um, that was a whole summer because because I was part of the university improv that stopped during the summer. So it was like three months of no improv because there just was not the community at that point. And I was listening to at least two episodes of Jimmy Karain every day. Mm-hmm. And back then that was really that was really what I needed because what what he talks to people about are their insecurities in improv. What got you into it? What's your whole personal journey into it? And I think that really resonated with me back then, um, just hearing the top performing improvisers talking about their fears when walking on stage, their pet peeves and all of that. And then in the end, they would do a scene together and, and I just really, and then dissect every move they did, which I found really, really uh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Also, there was um, just I, I just thought as a resource that isn't a podcast. Rick and Laura Hall made um, improv karaoke. It's a CD where you can. Um, it's kind of like a lot of backing tracks for different types of improv songs, and that's quite a cool resource if you haven't got a musician or something, but you still want to practice musical improv. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I've I've. Um, when I, w- I had a phase of just going on YouTube, like you mentioned before, <laughs> and trying to find backing tracks <laughs> and practicing a song by myself. So that's what was there. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> awesome. Um, so our next question is from Paul Zimer, and he asks... Oh, Hello, Paul. Paul! Oh, do you know this Yes! Two of us do. It's on theatre now. Yeah. Oh, a German Paul? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Come here. Oh, he's asked a weird question. Oh, um, classic. <laughs> so his question is... Have you ever had an improv-related dream? What was it about? Oh, man. Yes. yes. <laughs> I normally don't remember dreams, but I had a vivid one a bit this other Sunday after uh, Jay Suko, our um, artistic director, <laughs> had to taught the, uh, the Fall and Sundays uh, two days in a row. Uh, and we had a show, so it was just a lot of Fall and Sundays and a lot of Jay Suko. Um, and then that night, I, I had a dream where... I had some friends over and I showed them the theater and they saw a show and they were like, yeah, no, I, I think I'm digging this. This is kind of cool. And I was like way more excited than my friends in that dream. I was like, no, this is really great. And, and I especially, I mean, what you saw there on stage, it was especially inspired by Jay Suko, who is, you know, really helping us. So for example, one of the things he helped me with, uh, I said in that dream uh, was, uh, you know, sometimes he stops the scene, for example, this other workshop, you know, he stopped the scene and he said, um, yeah, guys, uh, I'll just stop you here. Um, I take a step back. Um, now I just do the same scene again, but instead of a, instead of a mustache, um, you know, make it a banana. (laughs) (laughs) And in my dream, I was very excited about that. Feedback and workshop. Oh, yeah. you know, that's, the, that's the stuff that really gets you. 
Yeah. What a note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think my dreams have just uh, involved going on stage and being unprepared or uh, having to... Oh, uh, yeah, like, like anxiety like, dreams. Yeah, and I guess that, that I mean, in, in prob like, you don't have anything prepared, but just being uh, sort of put out there by myself and then having to entertain crowds and, and it's not working and it, everyone hates you. <laughs> like, those kind of anxiety dreams, but, yeah. yeah. And then just, like, weird dreams about people in the community that I won't go into. Oh, <laughs> yeah. go to. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Uh, yeah, I, I think my dreams, they, I have both have, have the ones where things fall apart on stage and I'm saying no and people are saying no to me and it's not working. And then I've had the complete opposite dreams where like I wake up and I'm like, I need to write this song down. I just performed in my dream. It was amazing. Uh, I, I have both. And then I also have the dreams about people that I won't get into. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm so bad at remembering dreams. I've, I'm like, I definitely have had clips and things of improv stuff and the people and uh, you know all that business. Yeah, I can't really think of anything specific. Oh, well, well done, all of you, for keeping it clean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did one stream that I was Ivy uh, Charlie's uh, daughter's stepmom. Uh, yeah, but without being in a relationship with Charlie. Mate, I would be very, you're very welcome to come and be here. <laughs> <laughs> I think she'd love it. <laughs> You'd be a brilliant addition. <laughs> oh, um, so our final quest, uh, audience question um, is from Marich Cottonbark. And she, she asks, and it's a, it's a cheeky question that you can say no to, but she asks, can you do a rendition of a favourite song you created in a musical? Yeah, I mean... Oh, let's do it. If you have separate ones, that's fine. I can't really think of What's the one that you and Dominique always sing? One we always what? sing? Or always, I don't know. Uh, what's that one? Dominique and Ramas did that. Was it them? Yeah. Bloody Vagina. Or yeah. Or <laughs> I don't sing that. I know. We can plug our... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, I mean, I do remember uh, how Save Me, I'm Drowning is going in melody. Oh. Uh, I think, um, I believe it's just, uh, save me, I am drowning, save me, I am drowning. and then be taken to Broadway. Support um, Beyonce. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm. It's a 73-step plan. Our background, <laughs> our background dancing should be a, a feature. Yeah, yeah. 
actually, t- I mean, I think this is like quite a long, long way, but we, we have joked, or maybe seriously, talked about writing a musical. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Nice. Sometimes, yeah, awesome. the, taking some of our yeah. songs or yeah. Yeah. some practice. Exactly. Yeah. I think I, I am sort of curious about the moment where I, I, either we're being referred by the theatre to a corporate gig mm. or some... Uh, someone corporate actually goes like we would like you to come perform at our whatever team building yeah Um, currently we're in the beautiful position of of being allowed to perform on a really nice uh, evening spot on Saturdays at 8 at the theater Um, so going from there like if that would be taken away from us which is the natural uh, you know uh, that's how things happen at improv theaters at some point that that will happen and then we would want it back uh, but as long as we have it then we, i think yeah we're looking outwards to you know more festivals as well uh, maybe doing some some gigs in the city at other places or being hired for corporate stuff yeah yeah because we're honestly so privileged with the the performance spot we have yeah. at the theater uh so we couldn't really wish for no 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 <laughs> <laughs> very happy with that yeah, yeah. taking the time to come on when you're performing in like two hours three hours yeah i lost track of time so you can say whatever (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so break a leg to that i'm sure you guys will be amazing thank you Um, oh where can people find you if they like want to follow you and check out what you do we got instagram at the fallen sundays we've got a facebook page probably at the fallen sundays yeah we do Oh, yeah. uh, I, I've been tagging it. <laughs> I don't know who has Maybe that might not be us. We will. We either have or will very shortly make a Facebook page. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, we're not really on Twitter, are we? Because I, I mean, I know it's no, this Twitter. Is, it's Europe. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. And. Uh, Improv Comedy Copenhagen has a website and you can find out all about shows and yeah. classes and everything there. Hmm. It's improvcomedy.eu. Um, yes. Else? Amazing. Well, thank you yeah. so much. Um, it's been so great to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Likewise. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, I'm trying to promenade. <laughs>